Hey everybody, welcome to the Simple Power Podcast, where we think practically about the presence and the power of God. I'm Duke Lamastra, I'm your host, and hey, I'm so grateful that you're taking the time to check out this week's episode and to be here. And uh, I'm not going to go through any preliminary stuff, I want to kind of keep this short and sweet. I'm going to go ahead and just dive right into this week's discussion. So, uh, I was at a homegoing celebration yesterday for... Uh, a young man who was very, very close to me and my family. Uh, some of you listening to this may know, uh, may have known personally or know who Marcus Baggins was. Um, Marcus was the worship leader at our church, but not only that, he was somebody very, very close uh, to me and my family, somebody that we considered part of our family. He was a ministry partner. We, on several occasions, traveled around Mexico together, um, ministering. He was an incredible, incredible worship leader, incredibly gifted, incredibly talented, uh, just an incredible guy, so passionate about God, so passionate for other people. The love that exuded from him, number one, love for God, and number to his love for people was just absolutely astounding just such a such an amazing guy it's such a big loss but at the same time we didn't gather together yesterday to have a traditional funeral celebration <laughs> we know that that's not what Marcus would have wanted number one we know where he is we know that he is in the presence of his creator just in perpetual worship and adoration of who God is but we wanted to honor his life uh, by worshiping, by having a celebration. And so we celebrated his life, and at the same time, we celebrated Jesus. And hundreds of people gathered together to bring glory and honor, and to exalt the name of Jesus. And uh, <laughs> I started thinking about it this morning, and I was like, you know what? The devil must be so ticked off and offended and frustrated at that whole thing right now, because what he intended for evil, and what he thought he was going to get the glory out of, and when he thought that he was going to uh, somehow paralyze or stop God's people from moving forward. Let me just tell you, he was wrong. And look, I'm, I don't believe in being devil-focused, not even a little bit. I don't believe it at all. I believe that the strongest form of spiritual warfare is about worship. It's not devil-focused. It is God-focused. We're not demon hunters. We are worshipers of God. And as we worship, God goes out as a mighty man, and he makes war on our behalf, and he fights our battles for us. I believe that with all my heart. So I believe in being God-focused. I believe in centering our lives on Jesus Christ. I don't believe in looking for demons around every corner. And I don't. I just don't believe in all that. I, but at the same time, it's a really cool added bonus. It's a really cool added benefit to know that he got smacked around. He got kicked in the face when he thought that he had somehow won some kind of a victory. And I just want to tell you this week that there is something so amazing. There is just something about being in the midst of a conflict or being in the midst of perplexing or confusing circumstances and making the choice to worship God anyway. There's just something about worshiping God anyway. There is just something about giving God glory in spite of the circumstances. So we've got all kinds of verses that we could point to, all kinds of uh, portions of scripture that talk about how the battle is the Lord's, that the fight that you're in, that the conflict that you're in, that the confusing circumstances that you're in, that that battle actually does not belong to you. I want to read to you uh, one specifically, and I just alluded to it a minute ago, but in Isaiah chapter 42, verses 
12 and 13 says these words, Let them give glory to the Lord and declare his praise in the coastlands. The Lord shall go forth like a mighty man. He shall stir up his zeal like a man of war. He shall cry out, yes, shout aloud. He, God, shall prevail against his enemies. Look, the enemy that you're up against is not your enemy. It's God's enemy. Those perplexing circumstances and those conflicts that are that you are up against right now, that battle is not yours. That battle is God's. So it starts here in verse 12 with giving, and we can even go back up into verse 11. It talks about singing and just shouting from the top of the mountains, giving praise and glory to God, declaring his praise in the earth. And then the result, God goes forth like a mighty Man, God wages war on your behalf as you worship him. And the thing that I really want to get to this week, I'm just going to encourage you real quick, is Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 20. This is one of my just favorite verses of all time. And this is God speaking. And God says, starting in verse 20, he says, you, this is God talking and he's talking to you. He's talking to his people. You, God says, are my battle axe and weapons of war. Hold on a second. You are a weapon in the hands of the almighty God. Now, why would God need you or need me or need anybody as a weapon? God is big enough and strong enough on his own. He doesn't need our help. He doesn't need any of it, but he chooses to use you and I. He chooses to use his people as a battle axe, as a, the, the Spanish version I read it this morning it says uh, it says a hammer <laughs> a hammer or a war club one version that I that I read a war club a battle axe in the hand of God a weapon of war it keeps going for with you for with you I God says will break the nation in pieces with you I will destroy kingdoms with you I will break in pieces the horse and its rider with you I will break in pieces the chariot and its rider with you and he goes on and on and on with you with you it is the desire of the Lord to destroy those mountains that you're facing it is the desire of the Lord to break down that wall that you're facing to break down those barriers and those obstacles that are in front of you it is the desire of God to destroy that thing that stands haughtily against you and tells you why you can't do this. That tells you why you can't have that. That tells you why you don't qualify for this. That tells you why it's never going to work and all of those things. But God desires to break those things down with you. Here's the deal. The battle is not yours. The battle is God's. God is the one who's waging war on your behalf. But guess what? You are the instrument in the hand of God that he uses to break everything in pieces that stands haughtily against you. And how does this work? Because when you stand in obedience and when you stand in that place of worship and and praise and affection and adoration for your creator even in spite of complicated circumstances in spite of conflict that god wields you in his hand as a battle axe as his weapon of war he takes your faithfulness he takes your obedience he takes your praise and your worship he takes the affections of your heart 
and he wields it as a weapon to destroy the enemy so that God comes back and he's like, guess what? I just won the victory for you. We won this victory together. And you're like, oh yeah, well, I was just praising you, God. I was just giving you glory. I don't even remember fighting because spiritual warfare is not about being devil focused. It's not about being problem focused. It's not about being enemy focused. It is about being God focused. We are not demon hunters. We're not trying to crash the demons parties. We are lovers of God. We are passionate worshipers and that's who we are. That's who we were created to be. We were created to worship our creator. And when we do that, and I'm talking about in every circumstance, in every circumstance, you know, it's, it's, it's somewhat easy to worship God when everything is going good. You know, when you get that stimulus check and you say, I'll just praise him. I'll pray, you know, I thank you, Jesus. But what about when you receive that negative letter in the mail? What about when you get that phone call? What about when you lose your job? What about if someone close to you gets diagnosed with COVID? What about like, like all these different things that happen? What about when those things happen? Can you still respond with that same heart of love and affection and confidence in who God is and say, God, I just praise you anyway. I just give you my praise because I love you because you're the same right now in this moment of difficulty that you were 10 minutes ago in my moment of victory because God, this is not about me. This is about you. God, I thank you right now that this battle that I'm up against right now, this battle doesn't even belong to me in the first place. So guess what? That means that I don't have to try to spend my resources spinning my wheels and chasing my tail and running in circles trying to figure out how I'm going to get myself out of this situation that I'm in. I think we waste a lot of time. Uh, I think we waste a lot of time trying to figure things out and trying to figure out, well, what do I do now? And how do I do this? And we get into like a anxious kind of a thing sometimes where we just feel like it's all on us. And we take this weight on our shoulders that we're really not meant to carry because Jesus has already told us that we can lay our problems upon him and we can give him our heavy stuff and we can take his yoke upon ourselves, which is light and easy because he's the one driving. He's the one driving. We're just simply yoked together with him. And when we allow the spirit of God to lead us and to guide us and to direct us through life, through every circumstance, through the good stuff, through the bad stuff, through the perplexing, through all the different things of, of, of life that we go through, that when we maintain our focus on him, we maintain our confidence in him, that we actually become a weapon in his hand that he uses to subdue and to slaughter and to destroy the enemies that are in front of us. That he actually breaks in pieces the walls and the obstacles that stand in front of you. And that thing that once stood in front of you as just such an adversity actually becomes an advantage because God causes all things to work together for the good of them that love him and that are called according to his purpose. And so when you can rejoice, like the apostle Paul said in, in, in Philippians chapter four, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always. 
my understanding is that when Paul wrote those words, he was in a prison, but like not the kind of prison that you might be familiar with in terms of what you've seen in, you know, jails around here where you live or, you know, maybe on TV, like a well, a pitch black well, like a hole in the ground, kind of a prison dungeon type of a situation. He's like, rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always. You know, I can rejoice when I'm in church on Sunday morning and I'm feeling good and everything's going great and people are loving me and I'm not walking through problems. And that's awesome. That's great because we could just as easily turn our backs on God like the children of Israel did over and over again, like turn our backs on God when everything is good and everything is peaceful and then just run back to God when things get out of hand. Like there's two extremes here and they're both wrong. And what we need to learn how to do is in every circumstance of life, the good times, the medium times, the bad times, like to recognize that, you know what, my contentment is not dependent on my comfort, that I can be uncomfortable, that I can actually even be in mourning, that I can actually be sad, that I can actually be angry, that I can be frustrated or troubled or uncertain or whatever, and I can still choose Jesus. I can still choose to give my praise and my love and the affections of my heart to him, knowing that he is faithful, that he is who he says that he is, and that he will be faithful, continuously faithful to bring me to the fulfillment of what he's promised me. You know, life with Jesus is definitely an adventure. It's not all like sunshine and rainbows. It's just because you're walking with the Lord doesn't mean that it's always going to be easy. It doesn't mean that, but it is always simple. We trust him and we obey. We trust him and we walk with him. We trust him and we just continue to give our love and our affection to him. We trust him because he is both the author and the finisher of our faith. We trust him because the battle belongs to him in the first place. We trust him because we know that when we simply trust him, we trust in his leadership and authority in our lives, that we know that we are in a place of safety, that we are held in by his grace. You know, I think a lot of times we try to walk through life and we attempt to insulate ourselves from problems. Oh, well, this isn't going the way that I thought that it should go, or this isn't going the right way, so I'm just going to quit that. Oh, well, this my boss doesn't like me very much, so I'm going to talk about him behind his back. You know what? My boss isn't treating me right, so I'm going to quit this job and I'm going to go over here. Oh, you know what? My, uh, my, 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 my kid's soccer coach doesn't let him play as much as I think he should be playing, so I'm going to launch a complaint against that coach or I'm going to move my kid over here. You know, and, and, and sometimes there, um, don't get me wrong, sometimes certain changes and adjustments are necessary. But I think we walk through life a lot of times just trying to avoid difficulty, just trying to avoid conflict, just trying to insulate ourselves in from anything that's negative or uncomfortable in nature. And there are times when we're actually supposed to walk through it because we're, there's growth that, 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 that can take place in that process of walking through something that's not exactly comfortable. And there's something that happens when you find yourself in the midst of those kind of circumstances and you just have the attitude, you know what, God, you're still good and I'm going to praise you anyway 
because he does not change. He doesn't change. He's good. He's faithful. He loves you and he's with you. He's with you in the midst of the good days and the bad days. He's he's with you in the midst of COVID. He's with you in the midst of that loss of your job. He's with you in the midst of that tragedy that you're walking through. He's with you when you've lost a loved one, when you've lost a family member, when you've uh, experienced the ending of a relationship, when you've received a negative diagnosis or, or bad news from the doctor or bad news in the mail or whatever. He is with you. He is right there with you. And so I simply want to encourage you this week that as you just continue to direct your heart and your love and your affection toward him, no matter what circumstances you find yourself in, again, Jeremiah 51 verse 20, you are, God says, a battle axe and weapon of war in my hands for with you, I will break the nation in pieces. Allow God to fight your battle. Allow him to wage war on your behalf. Don't be devil focused. Don't be problem focused. Be God focused. Direct your heart and your love and your attention toward him because the battle is not yours. The battle belongs to God and he is faithful and will continue to be faithful to fight the war and to bring you the victory as you simply rest and trust in his perfect authority, in his perfect leadership, and in the simple fact that, as David says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So then when we jump down a few verses and we end up in the valley of the shadow of death, we don't fear any evil because he is with us. His rod and his staff, they comfort us. He prepares a table, come on, before us in the presence of our enemies. Like he actually wants your enemy to watch you eat in the midst of conflict. He wants your enemy to watch you triumph and prosper and be joyful and be happy and exalting the Lord in the midst of those circumstances that are supposed to have crushed your spirit. But when you stand in that place and you just continue to focus on who he is in the reality that he is your shepherd, that he knows how to lead and guide you perfectly, that God goes before you and he conquers your enemies and he uses you in the process to break down those walls and those barriers that are in front of you. All right, y'all, I hope that that was encouraging for you. If this blessed you in any way, if you would share it with one or two people that came to your mind that you think could benefit from hearing this as well, that would really mean the world to me. Thank you again so much for being here. Have an awesome day and uh, I look forward to being back with you next time. Thanks. Thanks.